What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're gonna to be talking about Tesla's Q1 2019 deliveries that were released last night. It's one of the most important press releases or updates the company puts out every quarter, how many cars it's actually delivered. So we're gonna go through all of the numbers here as I'm making this episode. The stock is down about 8% today. Market not liking these. They were frankly well below my expectations. So we're gonna dive into what happened, what went wrong, what to expect next. And at the end of the episode, I'm gonna translate what I think these Q1 deliveries mean in terms of the financials for Q1 and what impact that will directly have on the company's cash balance. But first, let's go through this report. So in the first quarter, we produced approximately 77,100 vehicles consisting of 62,950 Model 3 and 14,150 Model S and X. Deliveries, this is what really matters because this is how they get paid. Deliveries were approximately 63,000 vehicles, which was 110% more than the same quarter last year, but 31% less than last quarter. This included 50,900 Model 3 and 12,100 Model S and X. So let's go to chart mode and check this out. And this is what we were looking at heading into the quarter, you know, incredible growth from Tesla riding on the back of that Model 3. And this is what we got uh, when they reported the Q1 2019 numbers. So in a big significant drop off. And as you can see, there's that 31% decline sequentially, uh, which doesn't look very good. But if we look at the year over year, which is maybe a more apt comparison, Tesla was able to grow its deliveries 110%. So pretty incredible that there's this wave of bad news and pessimism, despite Tesla's core product uh, deliveries growing at 110% more than double year over year. So what went into this numbers? Why was there a miss? Why is the market disappointed here? Um, the biggest number I was personally expecting around 75,000 units delivered, 85,000 produced. So they came in at 63,000, way below my estimates. Now there's a ton of factors contributing to Q1 demand that that hurt this quarter that are, are temporary headwinds. Um, let's go through those. So the first is obviously that the tax credit in the US expired in Q4 2018. They sucked a ton of demand into the Q4 numbers from Q1 based on you know, people helping people maximize that tax credit. So that really hurt U.S. demand in the quarter. Then on top of that, this was the first quarter where Tesla began international deliveries to, of the Model 3. So uh, previously, they were only delivering in North America. This is the first quarter where they shipped to Europe and China. The delays in actually getting the cars there meant that there was a significantly more amount of cars in transit. So if you take a look at the press release, at the end of the quarter, approximately 10,000 vehicles, 10,600 vehicles were in transit to customers globally. Um, so this was sort of a one quarter hit where they had to just, you know, sort of swallow the pill and not deliver as many cars as they could produce because they had to ship them overseas. So this is a one quarter impact. And going forward every single quarter, there's always going to be that overhang from the previous quarter for international deliveries. So we're going to uh, explain how that impacts the financials later, but I think that's worth noting. Then the third thing that really impacted Tesla when you're thinking about quarter to quarter comparisons is Q1 is the seasonally worst quarter for the automotive industry. Uh, you know, it's extremely cold. All of the holiday discounts happen in Q4. So just generally car buying is much weaker in, in Q1 than Q4. And so that's why comparing them sequentially uh, is, isn't really the best comparison. On the bright side, the Model 3, despite this decrease in deliveries and international focus, uh, was still selling 60% more units than the runner-up and was the best-selling mid-size premium sedan in the U.S. Um, so, you know, that was really impressive. Another tidbit here they throw in is that the inventory of North America uh, remains exceptionally low, reaching about two weeks of supply at the end of Q1 compared to the industry average of two to three months. So what does two weeks supply mean? Is that two weeks of global supply, two weeks of domestic supply? Um, we're not sure, but I think that's a really interesting clue. Um, moving down the press release a little, they say that uh, despite the pull forward of uh, demand from Q1 into Q4 2019, 
2018, like I talked about, due to the step down in the federal tax credit, U.S. orders for Model 3's vehicles significantly outpaced what we were able to deliver in Q1. Now, this sounds really good, and it sounds like U.S. demand is bursting at the seams, but it's kind of misleading because they they did massive price cuts, and they introduced the $35,000 Model 3 right at the end of this quarter, so of course they got a ton of orders that they couldn't really fulfill. But, but moving on, they say that we reaffirm our prior guidance of 360 to 400,000 vehicle deliveries in 2019. So this, I guess you could say is a silver lining. Uh, this is their guidance, which previously I thought was incredibly conservative that they would crush, but now is actually looking like sort of a reach. So if we take the 63,000 deliveries of this quarter and factor that into guidance, even the low end of guidance is 297,000 units for the rest of the year. That's an average of 99,000 cars per quarter. So that's sort of the number to hit throughout the next three quarters if they want to hit the low end of their guidance. So, uh, you know, that's sort of the, the gist of this quarter is you know, growth is Tesla's reached this inflection point where they're no longer, uh, you know, supply constrained, they're demand constrained. And, you know, Tesla for years and years has been pumping out as many cars as they can growing like crazy, but they've, they've been able to sell every single car they produce. No problem. The demand has been there. Now they're producing hundreds of thousands of cars. They're reaching that market saturation and they have to figure out, you know, what the real true demand is. And that's the experience that Tesla's going through right now. So unfortunately, if we go to my, and this is where I think the entire stock's down. This is why I'm bummed. This is why I'm disappointed because originally Tesla and Elon Musk had guided for sales of 500 to 700,000 Model 3 units globally, or that's what demand was supposed to be for the Model 3. You know, that's why they had all these huge production targets. But, you know, at, when they introduced the $35,000 Model 3, the tone on that call from Elon Musk was went from 500,000 Model 3 demand at maturity to 700,000 to that's what he had been saying. And then on this 35K call, he's like, actually 500,000 is my best guess, but who knows? And his tone is super frustrated and angsty. And I think that was the moment in retrospect where Tesla internally realized that Model 3 demand wasn't as strong as they thought. And so now you have this this a re-rating of expectations across the board, which is just going to take longer for Tesla to grow. And so putting a number on that, this is what my old hyperchange estimates were for deliveries in 2019, deliveries of 420,000 units, thought they were going to crush their own guidance. Now I think they're going to deliver about 330,000 cars um, well below their own guidance. And what's going into that? I, you know, I've slashed my Model S and X sales dramatically. Um, I've also slashed my Model 3 deliveries to about 280,000. I think I have 50,000 total Model S and X. And so, you know, Model S and X deliveries, which were pretty steady, about 25,000 for years, now all of a sudden got cut in half to about 12,000 this quarter. And, and, and a huge part of that is because they discontinued the lowest end battery packs of the Model S and X at the beginning of the quarter, focusing on those higher margin cars. So even though they're selling less cars, they're going to be more profitable. So that's good. But at the same time, I also think you just have this huge cannibalization from customers uh, buying electric vehicles who now have the Model 3 available and they're buying the Model 3 instead. And that's cannibalizing those units. And and to me, what I've been saying a million times is I think they should refresh the Model S and X. And I think this this crumbling of sales of the S and X, which is their cash cow, you know, is more evidence that they need to refresh those if they want to, you know, re-excite demand. And I thought that was going to happen. So I had that in my estimates, but now I don't think that's going to happen. And so I've, I've taken down my estimates to 330,000 units. And so, you know, that is what it is. I think my big question for Tesla here is, you know, how much of, of the cars in transit are really in transit to customers? What does that two-week number mean? And the, the 
the word I'm not saying, but getting to you is inventory. How much over inventory build did Tesla have this quarter? Because that is the gist of, of why things are sort of going the wrong way at Tesla. You know, I, I made a ton of episodes and live streams about like my garage theory and sort of hesitations about this Q1 demand cliff. And I think this sort of validated all those concerns. Like there is a real demand cliff. Uh, you know, it's the, the demand after this pent up excitement and initial burst and backlog of Model 3 orders in the US. Once they fulfilled those, you have to really start selling it. And, and we're finding where that end demand is at maturity. And it's not where they thought it would be. And my theory of what's happening here on a broader scale is it's not that Tesla doesn't have an amazing product. It's not that other companies are coming out with EVs. It's that this, this changing from the internal combustion engine to an electric vehicle is a lifestyle shift. This is a huge you know, transition that the early adopters were super excited to make, super forgiving, pumped about Tesla. That's who bought the Model 3. That's who bought the Model S and X. But now you're at this rubber meet the road moment where you have to convince the everyday average consumer to buy an electric vehicle. And I just think that's taking longer than they thought. Not in a bad way. Like I still think Tesla is a lead in the most important niche of the auto industry, electric vehicles. But is it taking longer for the electric vehicles to take over? Apparently, yes. And so what why those why that may be who knows but that is what is going through tesla's mind right now so anyway Let's move into the financials because this is what I think it gets way more exciting. So this is what uh, Tesla had been doing up until now, you know, two quarters of Rockstar profits, which was which was excellent and phenomenal. And then this quarter, um, I'm estimating that they're gonna do about 4.8 billion in revenue and a loss of 300 million. So as you can see, that's a pretty steep drop off from the 7.2 billion and 400 million in profit in Q4. But I think it is important to know if we go back to that seasonally adjusted comparison and look at Q1 over Q1, you can see, you know, revenue is gonna go from 3.4 to 4.8, the loss gets trimmed in half from negative 600 million to negative 300 million. And so actually year over year, even though this quarter sucked, even though we had all these one-time, you know, international deliveries, tax credit phase out, you know, headwinds, Tesla is still going to grow very impressively um, in, in both revenue and improving their operating losses and their seasonally weakest quarter. And so diving a little bit deeper into the estimates, what I think is really going to hurt them here is the gross margin, which I'm estimating at about 15% overall for the company this quarter, which is going to take a huge hit because they cut all the prices on their Model 3s to spur demand to move inventory, and that's going to result in lower gross margins. Now, moving on to my whole back of the napkin uh, estimate, because I think this is an exercise really worth doing. So in the income statement, this is what you just saw, $4.8 in revenue, 15% gross margins. That translates, to, according to my estimates, to about negative $335 million in EBIT. That's where I got that negative 0.3 number on the previous chart. And then about negative $500 million in net income, once you assume about $175 million or $165 million in net interest payments. Then there's not a lot of these expenses are non-cash expenses this is what people don't realize about Tesla. So they have about, I'm assuming about 600 million, which is about in line with average, actually a little conservative um, and of, of depreciation and amortization and stock comp, which are non-cash expenses. So we're going to add that back. So then you get from negative 500 million plus 600 million to operating cash flow of uh, plus 100 million. So positive operating cash flow for the quarter, despite how crappy, you know, it seems. But then you have, this is not including the inventory build. So this is where, you know, that's why I'm so curious about what this, this inventory status of Tesla is. But it, you know, I'm assuming that they built 15,000 cars at an average cost of 35,000 that they could not sell because they were either on tr uh, uh, boats to Europe or China, or they were just U.S. North American inventory buildup. And so that's 525 million in cars that they built that they're not getting money for. So that's, I think, a pretty huge aggressive assumption of a massive inventory build for Tesla, and I'm pricing that in. So 
operating cash flow of 100 million minus the 525 million of lost inventory minus 400 million in capex. That's a pretty low capex assumption because they're not growing production. Um, then we get to negative 825 million in free cash flow. That's the free cash flow number I'm estimating. Uh, 3.7 billion in cash ending Q4 minus 920 million the debt payment they paid in cash minus that 825 million in cash flow. I'm looking at 2 billion in cash at the end of Q1. So, you know, is this good? Is this bad? You know, uh, who knows? Two billion in cash, and they've just paid their big, you know, debt payment, so they're not going bankrupt. And I think Tesla continues to get better from here. Like that 525 million of lost inventory is a one-quarter thing, or I think the majority of it is a one-quarter thing because of international. So once you take out that, you know, 500 million of inventory build, the free cash flow only goes to negative 300 million. And then if you assume that that you know demand in the U.S. picks back up, like I think Tesla could actually start to be producing cash, uh, you know, later in this year, especially if you. Start to add in like the energy business ramps, uh, the Chinese Gigafactory comes online. Like, I think Tesla, you know, maybe not for the full year could hit profitability, but towards the end of the year, I think is a really good shot of getting back in the green. But now, this the whole question is is two billion of cash enough of a cushion? And this is where, you know, I've been banging the table of they need to raise capital. It's like Tesla. If, if that 35,000 Model 3 move was out of desperation because you're building up inventory and desperately need to boost demand, like you should also be raising capital. You know, was it a desperate move to introduce the to do all these price cuts in Q1 or was it a strategic move? We're finding, at least in my read, that it was a pretty desperate move. And if that is the case, then I believe they should have raised capital. I believe they should raise capital. Uh, you know, two billion is is fine. And I think they can make it through. But this is the frustration I have. Like, Elon is like this engineer who thinks like, okay, we're crunching all the numbers. Like, yeah, we might get down to a billion in cash after Q2, but then it'll go back up. Like, it's going to be fine. But I don't think there's enough of a cushion. And what Tesla's really running into the issue of is perceived solvency. This is something I made episodes before. The The perception of solvency is super important because the second Tesla gets down to a billion in cash, let's say people start freaking out. The suppliers start tightening terms. Customers get worried. Like, you can have sort of this cascade downward spiral effect um, that I think really can impact the cash of the company. And I just think having a cash cushion for Tesla is, is the move. It's the smartest move. They are stubbornly committed to not raising capital, to being profitable. Those two stubborn commitments by Elon Musk have bit them in the ass and were huge mistakes from a fiscal engineering and capital allocation strategy. Tesla should not be forcing profitability, cutting corners on their customers. And to me, it's like the guidance, like they reaffirmed 360 to 400,000 in guidance, which, okay, I, I don't know if I can believe them though, because they said they were going to be profitable every quarter going forward two quarters ago. Now, now they're not profitable. And so I guess where my frustration stemming from here is it's just really a, a communication issue with Tesla. It's like, you know, you guys are crushing it. We grew 110%. We're leading the electric vehicle market. The, the technology that Tesla has is incredible. V3 supercharging came out. The autonomous software is making incredible strides. None of these stories are going to the forefront because the only story that's hitting the headlines is missed targets. So I think Tesla has a huge communication issue, whether it's the investor relations or you know CFO team or Elon Musk, or maybe, maybe it's just Elon Musk should not be allowed to talk to investors and shouldn't get on conference calls. And like, I hate to say that because he's such a voice of the company and I love getting his insight, but he's led us astray so many times and botched the narrative so badly to the market that they grew 110%. They were profitable for two quarters. The $35,000 Model 3 is here. Like everything that the bulls have wanted has been here and Tesla's achieved, yet they're not getting any of the credit for it because they're just shooting themselves in the foot with 
awful communication. And so I think Tesla needs to raise a couple billion dollars, say, look, we are totally changing our tune. We are not going to be forcing profitability. We are going to be investing in the long run to continue our lead in battery and drivetrain efficiency. We're also going to be investing in continuing our lead in autonomy because that's the future vision we're building towards. We're still growing. We're still in growth mode. We're going to be losing. We're not going to be forcing profitability until we get to be at a more mature stage. We're raising capital. We're in growth mode. Screw you if you don't want to be along for the ride. And that, you know, it, it's, you can hold a rock concert or a ballet. You just can't advertise, you know, the rock concert as a ballet. That's what Tesla's doing. They've been advertising this amazing futuristic growth story as a near-term profitability story that is leading to all of these issues. So I'm bummed at these numbers, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world, but I do think, you know, Tesla's in a precarious situation and who knows when demand will pick back up enough for them to really be profitable. I don't know. I just think they're kind of walking on a tightrope right now and they don't need to be. And a lot of this pain is self-inflicted. And so anyway, that's my wrap up. You know, I still, I've been buying Tesla before this news. I'm not selling any Tesla, you know, I'm holding on. I think that, you know, the, the future and the vision and the opportunity long-term here has not changed at all, but this is a big setback. This sort of insinuates that 2019 is going to be a much more difficult year than a lot of us had expected. And, you know, that's, that's, that's how the market goes. That's how stocks goes. Ne nothing ever goes how you expect. Everything's always changing. Uh, everything's always harder than it seems. You know, it's, it's going to be really fascinating, I think, to see this quarter's financials, to see how much of this, uh, you know, you know, inventory build and such actually was a negative impact to the financials um, and what that means for their cash burn and what their guidance for Q2 is. You know, do they need to ramp deliveries to 90,000 next quarter to be profitable? Is it only 75,000? You know, these are really important questions that are all going to get answered and have a lot more clarity on the Q1 call. And so I'm going to be waiting, following that uh, really closely. Anyway, this is HyperChange. Would love to know your thoughts and opinions on the Q1 delivery numbers. Uh, were you just as surprised as I was? What are you thinking about my cash estimates? Um, do you think Tesla should be raising capital? Do you think they're fine? You know, I want to know it all. Thanks for tuning in. Huge shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, producers, funding the channel. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.